Game time. Game time. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Dr. Muse here with Dr. Ohm for another clinical coffee chat. And today's topic is going to reflect the conversation that Dr. Ohm had with a patient this week. So we thought this would be a good platform for us to, to dive into a little bit more. And this, before we really get into the topic, something that we want to announce is what's coming up in the new year yeah. in January. Yeah, for sure. So on January 3rd, we're hosting our first, um, um, oh, what do we you call this? No, hold on, well, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> so on January 3rd, yes. uh, I'm gonna do a lecture on the four pillars of health that will kind of cover the four major areas that sort of build you know, into what is a healthy right. lifestyle. Community lecture series. Community lecture that's series, what I was looking that's what he's looking for. That's gonna be at the Dublin Library uh, in the basement where there are awesome lecture halls. That's, you know, anyone can come, bring a friend. It's gonna be 5.30 to 6.30, we'll have time to answer some questions. The goal there is to get you guys maybe interested in another area of health or fitness that you might not have been aware of before, so you can mm -hmm. kind of focus on that. So hopefully 2023, you get a little bit healthier, a little bit more fit. Yep. Uh, and then we're going to do a movement challenge associated with that. So we'll let you sort of uh, follow later on, maybe on the details of that. But that lecture, again, 5.30 on Tuesday, January 3rd. Uh, that'll be one hour, and then we'll uh, hopefully right. motivate some people. Yeah, and motivate ourselves, too. That's right. We will use be, a little bit of that. We will be part of the, uh, the challenge as well. Uh, but today's topic actually ties into, into that. And what, we're, what, it, <clears throat> what it came from is I had a conversation with one of my favorite patients yesterday who shall remain nameless. You know who you are. But she was, she's basically someone that had had, you know, a knee replacement and she had had some back pain, and, but she's super motivated and, and, and super awesome and wants to be healthy and wants to be fit. And so we had treated her and then we were actually using her exercise as part of her rehab. So we've talked about this a lot before where you have sort of the rehab part of the, of the, the healing process, so to speak, but then there has to be a period where you're increasing the fitness or the capacity mm -hmm. of the patient to be able to move and bend and twist correctly in a way that's not gonna aggravate their knee, back, shoulder, or whatever it is that we're treating. She is doing a great job of actually doing this, but then she actually, uh, she'd gotten sick and had to watch, watch the, the grandkids for a little bit, didn't get to, into the gym, and so she sort of jumped back in a little bit too quickly and sort of re-aggravated. So the conversation was, and will be today, about how do you know that you're working hard enough or that you're working too hard? Right. Yeah, so I, I gave her some, some parameters here, and this, this, this conversation was specifically targeted at strength training. So she does a good job of getting into the gym a couple days a week and actually doing some strength training, which we think is highly valuable. Um, I, I think it's one of the best forms of exercise that you can get out there. And she was going in and, and you know, she was doing three sets and the, the rep scheme might have changed and she was increasing the weight, which both of those are totally fine. And I suggested that she should actually do five sets instead of three, because most of the time, actually, you're, you're a, an ATC. Mm -hmm. So what is it, three sets of 10? Is that I take strong offense that you're using that as a... Example, yeah, three sets of 10 You're would be aware the... aware of the stereotypical right. rehab Three process. sets of 10 would be the typical programming that we would give for rehabilitative exercises. Yeah, so yeah. that's, a lot of times that's what patients are doing or, or, or people are doing when they go to the gym. They're just doing three sets because that's kind of the, the norm, so to speak. What, what I don't like about the three sets is it gives you <clears throat> less time to accurately dose the exercise. What I mean by dose is it's 
enough of a load on the body to stimulate an adaptation so that you actually get more fit or you maintain your fitness. Yeah. So if you're really trying to, to stay fit and you only have three exercises, let's say that we'll keep it simple, there's like basically three ranges that you can hit. You can either under stimulate yourself, under load yourself so that you don't actually produce the desired adaptation. You can of course get right in the middle where you want, you know, you have, you get just enough stimulation to get the desired adaptation without getting hurt. And then the one that we're all trying to avoid is you have then you overshoot it, you overstimulate, and that's where you can actually get injured. Mm -hmm. If you only have three sets, then that's pretty challenging to sort of hit that bullseye. If you have five, you know, now you're, you're taking these smaller incremental steps. So you're able to sort of read your body a little bit better and say, okay, could I do, you know, eight more reps at this same weight? Or could I do the same amount of reps with a little bit more weight? Because you have more time to do that. Yeah, yeah. Which I think all of us have fallen into this on, on both ends of that spectrum, myself included, where maybe you're doing the same set rep scheme for just months on end and you're just kind of coasting by and not getting that proper stimulus or on the opposite end of that i've been here too where i just train the hell out of myself and then eventually stuff breaks down because you're, you're exceeding those capacities that you're going for so like you said we're trying to find that that sweet spot in the middle yeah so the the rule that i gave her was or the suggest the first suggestion was as i just said you want to do five sets instead of three sets okay that gives you a little bit more time so it's a little bit easier to be accurate with the dosing. But then you also, if, if you are someone that's just trying to sort of be fit and healthy, you're not training for a sport or something like that, you really want to always leave one set, maybe two in the tank. So what I mean by that is if you, if you get up and whether you're keeping the weight the same or you're building up you know, the weight throughout the, the sets, when you finish with the set for this one exercise, let's say you're doing five sets of 10, you want to think, okay, I definitely could get one more set, but if I tried to do two, that might be really challenging. And that's kind of where you want to end it. You don't want to you know, end it where like, there's no way I could get one more set. Now, for the athletes out there, you're thinking this is ridiculous, um, yep. this guy's an idiot, uh, which may or may not be true, but in this case, we're not talking about athletes, right? I'm not talking about someone that's training to try to go to the Olympic trials. Sure. I'll get the swipe in for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're not talking about that. We're talking about people that are using weight training to be you know, fit and healthy. If you were an athlete, then yeah, there are times where you have to push all the way to full exhaustion, where you could not do one more rep if you wanted to. That's valuable, that's important. But the closer you get to absolute fatigue, the more likely you are to actually get injured. So we wanna to try to avoid that. Right. Um, and so it's good to have, you know, one more set in the tank, maybe two. The other thing is you shouldn't be failing reps, yeah. right? So, so, so I mean, th then we're falling into the chance of injury and, and this overstimulation that we're talking about. So we kind of discussed this before, but at the end of the day, it's, you got to have a feel for your own body, realizing yeah. when you're reaching that capacity of like, mm, I probably have one more in the tank, definitely not two. Like he said, that's a good stopping point. The moment we start pushing that threshold, well, then we're really taxing things like the musculoskeletal system, the nervous system, and putting ourselves in a situation where potential failure could result. So we need to be, be mindful of our own bodies, and that changes for each and every person. Yeah, and that's really sort of parsing out the difference between two uh, paradigms of, of strength training. One 
you know, is called the, you know, the absolute method. So you're basically going to do absolute strength. You're going after like the max effort or a max effort method where your goal is you're over the five sets, you're going to find your absolute max, go as hard as you can, right? That is the thing that, that athletes do. The other one is called the repeated effort method. So you might do a few more sets and the weight might not be the uh, quite as heavy, but you're going to do a, a higher average set than the other one, and that's going to allow you to still get the stimulation that you need for the desired adaptation, but because you're not going to max exhaustion, it's, it's less likely that you're actually going to get injured doing that. Yeah. So, Well, let, let's talk about the, the other side of this. So that's how we may be, be able to figure out if we're under-training. Well, how do we know when we've over-trained? So I think we mentioned one of them. I think one could be you've experienced injury, which could happen, you know, in lower reps or lower weights, sure. But if we're exceeding the capacity of the tissue, then we see failure in the tissue very often. So I think injury one. Injury could be a big one. What else? Yeah, injury is probably the most black and white one. But <clears throat> when it gets really bad, and this is, you know, you'd have to be training pretty hard to do this. And by training hard, that might mean you have stressors in life, you have stressors at home, you have stressors at work, you have all things that are sort of affecting this, your diets, um, your mood, alcohol consumption, these are all things that can kind of affect your overall stress on the body. So if you start to overtrain, meaning you are working harder than your body can recover for, uh, you're, you might have trouble sleeping. So you don't, you know, you might be able to fall asleep fast because you're exhausted, but then ironically, you sort of wake up later in the night because your body just sort of can't stay asleep. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you actually can't sleep. Sometimes you need copious amounts of sleep. Yep. Um, you might actually lose, you know, mood, motivation, sex drive. These are all things that can actually reduce if you're training way too hard. Yeah. And those are much, much more challenging to identify, and they're much more oh, of sure. a slower onset than, you know, the, the injury thing. But they're important to be aware of. Yeah, and the last thing somebody wants to say is, like, I'm just working out too hard. I should stop yeah. or I should rest. Because a lot of these things, you may just think, like, I'm just extra tired today. Well, when it's days on end or weeks on end and you're just still, well, you're overtraining. Time to pull back some. And even though people think of pulling back as almost like a weakness and now you're going to lose some of these, these gains that you're making, in the long run, the recovery period is almost more important than the training itself. If we're not properly which recovering, is, which, which is, is 100% true and is math that still to this day, the athlete in me does not make any sense. Yeah. But it is absolutely true and I make myself take you know, recovery weeks when necessary. Um, but you know, just, just to kind of close the loop on the, on the whole thing here, if we go all the way down the rabbit hole of overtraining, mm -hmm. we want you guys, if you're using strength training for health and fitness, we want you to sort of bias yourself towards the repeated effort method. So instead of doing you know, maximum effort you know, at the end, or instead of doing only three sets, you're gonna do more sets. You might even keep the weight the same. So after the first couple sets, find a weight that, that's gonna get challenging after two or three sets and just stay with the same one and make sure that when you're done with, with those exercises for that one movement, uh, you've got one more in the tank, maybe two. If you can guarantee that you can get two, you probably need to do another set to get a little bit closer to that fatigue point yeah. so that you're stimulating your body enough that you get the adaptation that you're looking for, but not in a way that's gonna sort of overtrain you eventually or even cause an injury. Perfect. All right, so to reiterate <clears throat> what we began with, January 3rd, 5.30 at the Dublin Library in the, in the basement. We're going to have our first community lecture series of the year with Dr. Ulm talking about the four pillars of health, and that will help kick off this, this movement challenge 
that we'll be doing in January. So be on the lookout for more information on that. As always, if you have questions, reach out to us. Check out the YouTube channel. And then other than that, have a good Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, guys.